Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. With working from home and trying to stay in touch with friends and family, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to always be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. My moment to chill is watching baseball, especially when the White Sox are on. I like to have a Coors Light beside me. It's a great beer to have watching the games as it's cool and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. And even the mountains on my cans turn blue telling me that it's time to hit reset. Sit back, relax, and hunker down for an evening of White Sox baseball. So when it's time for you to unwind, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate responsibly. Listen, you hear that? That's the sound of nothing. And nothing is what you'll pay for medium fries when you buy any Mickey D's new crispy chicken sandwich. It's crispy, juicy, tender, all-white meat chicken with crinkle-cut pickles on a buttery potato bun. Mmm. Buy one, and we'll hook you up with a free medium fries. That's like zero zilch zip. So try any Mickey D's new crispy chicken sandwich and get a medium fries. For nothing. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Good morning, White Sox fans. I'm Jim Margulis, and this is your penultimate White Sox wake-up call of the 2018 season. You'd think at this point, a team wouldn't pitch to Daniel Palka with the game on the line if it had the chance. The Indians tried, though, and the Indians lost. With runners on second and third and one out in a one-run game, Palka shot a single through the middle to score both runs for a walk-off, Palka-off, 5-4. The White Sox gave Terry Francona the opportunity to pick on somebody else. They trailed 4-2 in the ninth against Carlos Carrasco, who relieved the rehabbing Trevor Bauer after four innings and continued to pose zeros the way he had against the Sox all year. Carrasco had wobbled in the eighth, though. Omar Narvaez walked with two outs, and he would have scored if Matt Davidson's ringing double to the right center gap didn't bounce over the wall. Ryan Lamar grounded out for the third out to keep it a 4-2 game. But Yohan Moncada started the ninth by walking on a 3-2 count after striking out on bad calls twice earlier in the game, and it foreshadowed future fortune. He went to third on Adam Engel's single to center, then scored on Yolmer Sanchez's single to center, making it a one-run game with a tying run on second. Leary Garcia then came up to bunt. He whiffed on a first-pitch changeup, and Engel was nearly hung out to dry thanks to his aggressive secondary lead, but he managed to make it back underneath Francisco Lindor's swipe tag to stay alive, and it held up under review. Garcia's second bunt attempt worked, pushing both runners ahead with one out. I'm guessing Rick Renteria figured Francona would lift Carrasco for lefty closer Brad Hand, and Renteria would counter with a contact-oriented bat like Kevin Smith to try to get the tying run home. Instead, Carrasco stayed in to face Palka, and he pitched to Palka. I guess the career numbers favored Carrasco because Palka was 0 for 11 with six strikeouts after going down swinging in their first two matchups Tuesday. But Palka had seen plenty of Carrasco's breaking ball, and he was ready to track it this time. He chopped a first pitch slider foul, watched a fastball inside, then got another slider up and over the plate. 
He pounded it through the middle, scoring Angle easily, and Sanchez made it with the sliding tag around Jan Gomes to seal the comeback. The White Sox now only need to win one of their last five games to avoid 100 losses on the season. They were also able to avoid hanging a 17th loss on James Shields' tab in his final start of the season. Shields gave the Sox six innings as usual, running a season total to over 200 innings in the process, but the evening was almost defined by a bad stretch in the third inning when Shields allowed five straight Indians to reach with two outs, turning a 2-0 lead into a 3-2 deficit. A solo shot by Jan Gomes an inning later made it a 4-2 game. The Sox had taken that 2-0 lead against Trevor Bauer in the first inning. Sanchez started the game with a bunt single and made it all the way to third as the Indians threw the ball away not once, but twice. He almost stayed there, but Bauer hung a curve to Avi Garcia, and Garcia launched it 10-15 rows deep in the left field seats. In the process, Garcia set a career high in homers with his 19th, and according to him, he's been doing it on one good leg, at best. He said before the game that he'd felt something wrong with his right knee before opening day, and favoring his left leg led to hamstring issues there. He decided to delay arthroscopic knee surgery until after the season, so the 6-8 week recovery time wouldn't cost him any games played. The White Sox were nearly shut out the rest of the way, and the 12 strikeouts tell a lot of that story, but it felt like they had taken better swings against Bauer and Carrasco than on other quiet nights, and that bore out in the ninth. They also played tremendous defense. Nicky Delmonico laid out for a diving grab, injuring his shoulder in the process, which is why Lamar was in the game against a tough righty in the late innings. Also, Jose Rondon made his first ever appearance at first base after pinch running for Davidson after the double, and he made a great pick on a short hop from Leury Garcia, who himself made a tremendous play to his right in a rare appearance at shortstop. If you missed the game and have a way to check it out, I'd at least recommend watching the third inning. Jim Angio, the White Sox longtime broadcast producer and director, is retiring after the season. During the third, Jason Bonetti and Steve Stone largely stepped aside and let fans hear Angio's instruction to his broadcast crew. Over the course of the inning, you'd start to get a handle on which cameras were which numbers, which angles were coming up next, and Angio even obliged some Twitter requests along the way. It was something I'd never seen before for that length of time, and it'll give you a better idea of what goes on underneath the surface. The White Sox and Indians will play a rubber match tonight as their season series comes to an end. Shane Bieber will go for the Indians, and Jace Fry is listed as the starter on WhiteSox.com for what will be a bullpen day. Shield six innings allowed Renteria to use just Juan Manaya, Caleb Frere, and Ian Hamilton, and the Sox are off on Thursday. Hamilton, by the way, picked up his first career win by retiring just one batter. First pitch is at 7.10 p.m. Central on NBC Sports Chicago. Around the league, the National League tightened further. The Brewers stomped the Cardinals 12-4, while the Pirates blanked the Cubs 6-0. Adding insult to injury, it was a good day for Kristen Yelich's MVP case as he drove in six runs. Adding injury to insult, Chris Bryant left the game after getting plunked on the wrist. When combining the Brew Crew's win with the Rockies' 10-3 win over the Phillies, it means Milwaukee now trails the Cubs by just a half game, and Colorado is now a half game ahead of St. Louis for the second wildcard spot. The Rockies also whittled the Dodgers' lead in the NL West down to a half game, as Los Angeles lost to the Diamondbacks 4-3. In non-pennant race news, Mizzou product Max Scherzer became the first right-handed pitcher since Kurt Schilling in 2002 to strike out 300 batters in a season. He did so while locking up his 18th win, which could be a Cy Young type of season if it weren't for Jacob deGrom. In the American League, the only thing that's in doubt is which team will host the wildcard game, and the Yankees held serve by clobbering the Rays 9-2. 
That'll do it for this edition of the White Sox Wake Up Call. Join us on SoxMachine.com to talk about Palka's heroics and Avi's knee situation. If you're new to the Sox Machine podcast, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, and Google's podcast app. And if you're feeling generous, you can support everything Sox Machine at Patreon.com slash Sox Machine. Thanks for listening to the Sox Machine podcast. For SoxMachine.com, I'm Jim Margulis. When your entire life is online, you need more than just speed from your internet. Xfinity gives you reliable in-home Wi-Fi coverage, plus protection from Wi-Fi network threats. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.